Hello and welcome to Stump Death and Taxes. This is Meep, also known as Mary Pat Campbell. I'm a life actuary and today I'm talking about Movember 2023, my fundraiser for this year for men's health. This focuses on prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and men's mental health issues. I've been doing this fundraiser annually in the month of November since 2017. Before 2017, I had been donating to my friends' fundraisers. To those who are new to my Movember fundraiser, uh, this is inspired by my husband, Stuart, who was diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer in August 2017. Now, his form of prostate cancer and when he was, di- when he was diagnosed uh, is incurable, but treatable. Trying to explain this. Yes, he's still alive. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole history of treatment. He's still with us. But, you know, there has been a change this year in 2023. After his initial infusion chemotherapy, uh, which was pretty harsh, he had lit up the CT scan like a Christmas tree back in 2017, had very, very harsh treatment in 2017-2018. That said, uh, (laughs) I came up with these frittatas. I was wanting to make sure he didn't lose weight. He actually gained weight while he was being treated in that initial thing. So, you know, somebody who actually gained weight while they were uh, going through some pretty harsh chemotherapy. Yay me. Uh, But he had been safe and stable, I think was the term for many years on his on his pill chemo. So it's being treated as a chronic condition, but recently uh, saw some activity in the lymph nodes, had some targeted radiation treatment. So now he's, I think they said stable, but not safe. So now he has to go back for more frequent, um, I'm not scanning, but you know, more frequent visits to the oncologist and his cancer care team at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, you know, we don't need any help. I have with regards to Stuart's cancer care, you know, I have good coverage. Uh, we have a good team in White Plains, New York. This is one of the benefits and one of the reasons I like living in one of the most expensive places in the United States is, of course, we have a lot of medical specialists here. And that's true for my husband and his cancer care. And it's true for my son who's autistic and his all his specialty, his specialty care uh, for his behavioral uh, support. In any case, getting back to men's health and prostate cancer, uh, the fundraiser so far, uh, we've raised $930 this year. My target every year is about $2,000, but it's an informal target. I don't like uh, making a target now. I do uh, make a little graph so that you can see how the fundraising has gone over the years. I know a lot of people are squeezed for money now, what with inflation and yada, yada. Um, so, you know, if you can donate, I really appreciate it. So thank, thanks to everybody who has donated so far. And if you want to donate to somebody else's Mo's space, that's great too. 
I'd support Movember Foundation because they are supporting things such as getting more people screened. It seems to me that with regards to prostate cancer, and I'll talk cancer, and I'll talk about this in a moment, that prostate cancer screening may be falling by the wayside. Uh, and that actually may be true of breast cancer screening as well. And I, let me just take a little bit of a side trip. I just want to talk about cancer in general and cancer screening. Uh, so cancer has been the number two cause of death in the United States for a very long time. And that's a huge category, of course. So you may be wondering, you know, what are the top causes of death with regards to cancer in the U.S.? And let me break it out by sex, male and female. Actually, the top cause of death, cancer, has been lung cancer, I should say, trachea, bronchus, and lung, but it's mainly lung cancer. Uh, the rate for males is much higher than that for females. And I'm just going to go back to pre-pandemic rates in 2019 so that we're not, you know, messing up with potential COVID effects. Uh, so in 2019, the age-adjusted death rate for males was 40.1, and that's per 100,000 people. Uh, and this is the standard way we quote death rates, okay? The crude rate, which is this number of deaths per people per 100,000, is 46.3, so not very different. And that's for males, so 40.1. Let me just stick to the age-adjusted death rates, and let's ignore the crude rates for right now. For females, lung cancer deaths were 28.2 as the rate. Okay, so you can see there's a, a big difference there. And of course, most lung cancer deaths are associated with smoking and males have higher smoking rates than females in the United States. So that's, you know, part of that. There, there is non-smoking related lung cancer and that actually tends to be more deadly than uh, smoking related lung cancer. But moving on, the number two lung, I'm not lung cancer, uh, cancer cause, uh, or let me just compare breast versus prostate cancer. So for females, breast cancer is the number two uh, cancer uh, death. And for age-adjusted death rate, adjusted death rate for breast cancer for females, that's at 19.4. Um, so we went from 28.2, that's lung cancer, and then breast cancer, 19.4, and that's for females. For males, prostate cancer is number four, and this is using the CDC 113 causes, and that that's going to be very specific to how one groups cancers together, because what's number two and what's number three, you might want to, I, I don't want to say you might want to throw them out, but number two is kind of the catch-all, all other cancers category for males, and that's at 21.8. Given that that's an aggregate category, you might not want to count that. And number three is malignant neoplasms of lymphoid, hematopoietic, and related tissue. And that's at 18.6. So those are not as well known. You don't have really screening for those. So you might say prostate is number two for males, and that's at 18.3. Uh, not very different from where breast cancer comes in for females. And then what comes after that uh, is colon cancer for both. 
Um, so for females, and I'll share the spreadsheet on the show notes for this. Uh, for females, you get the catch-all in number three, but let's just skip over that for females. Next comes the colon, colon rectum and anus, but it's 11.1 for females, and then colon cancer for males, it's 15.5. Um, and these are all the age-adjusted death rates. A lot of these, and specifically prostate and colon cancer and breast cancer, all have regular screening and recommendations for screening, males and females and the general population. My issue with regards to the pandemic is pandemic is I wonder how many people missed their screening because of the pandemic. Um, I did my screening for colon cancer and yes, a polyp was found and now I'm supposed to go back and doing five years instead of 10 years because of that. Um, it wasn't so bad, frankly, though. So getting a colonoscopy is not so bad. And with regards to prostate cancer screening, I think there are indications that because earlier recommendations recommendations for prostate cancer screening, specifically with the broad PSA tests had been changed, that we may be seeing prostate cancer mortality start to creep up. So specifically looking at my recent post on the prostate cancer death rates by age ranges for men, most of the, most of the improvement we saw were from the older ages. Of course, that's where most of the mortality was coming from. And most of that improvement came from 1992 to 2002 and 2012. So over a 20 year period. So post 1992, we saw huge decreases in prostate cancer mortality among men. And this was after the PSA test uh, for screening for prostate cancer uh, came into broad use and that there was a recommendation for general population screening. And let me tell you, like compared to mammograms, the PSA test, I believe that's just a blood test is, you know, minimally, you know, minimally invasive. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about how painful mammograms are though. Comparing to my mom, you know, they're a lot less painful than they used to be, uh, a lot quicker now uh, with digital technology and yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, let's get away from breast cancer and, you know, focus on prostate cancer. But when I saw from 2012 to 2022, there's been almost no improvement for the older ages where most of the prostate cancer mortality is coming from. And if I just focus on the pandemic years, 2020, 2021, and 2022, and compared to just cumulatively, not year over year, but cumulatively against 2019, what was the change? So there was improvement for the younger men, 45 to 55 years old, but they have very low um, mortality rates for prostate cancer to begin with, to begin with. Uh, so if you find prostate cancer at those ages, uh, that it may be an aggressive cancer or, you know, there's not, you know, it's as very unlikely to find cancer at those ages. Okay. Uh, but you might have an aggressive cancer. And again, so back in 2017, 
uh, Stuart was um, 55 years old, and yeah, it was advanced prostate cancer. In any case, moving on, um, but where we're seeing some bad news, and actually it looks like 55 to 64 years old, we're seeing some improvement there, and it might be the regular improvement, so that's good. But it's for over age 65, and this is not good. Uh, 65 to 74 years old, we're seeing some disimprovement. It's less than 5%. So again, that might be in the range of noise, not too bad. But over age 75, we're seeing for 2022 pro 22 prostate cancer death rates, uh, almost, you know, it looks like 8% increase. And then for 85 and older, we're seeing 8 and 9% increases in 2021 and 2022 for prostate cancer death rates for that age group. And what might be going on there? It might not just be screening. It might be that they're not getting treatment in that age range. Okay. Over age 85, people are really frail. And this is pre-boomers. Like everyone thinks old people, oh, it's baby boomers. No, okay. Baby boomers are in that like 65 to 74 year old range. That's your core baby boomers. 85 and older, that's your silent generation. That's much older. And once you get to be over age 85, you know, people tend to get very frail and they're very dependent on other people for getting to their medical appointments. For example, ample. Uh, so they have a loss of mobility in more ways than one. It's not just difficulty in walking. Uh, there's difficulty in driving. Uh, there was, I'm sorry, in 2020, a reduction in motor vehicle accident deaths of people in that age range. And that was one of the highest motor vehicle accident death rates before because a lot of them shouldn't be driving. And when they do, you know, they, there's a loss of ability to drive in the first place. So um, if they lose their ride because they need to have somebody else do it and like perhaps paid drivers got to be too expensive for them, or perhaps the relatives that they had depended on are no longer available for whatever reason. It doesn't require those relatives to have died, by the way. It's just maybe for various reasons, they're no longer available or they're no, or they're no longer, you know, economically able to drive them around. It's just too expensive to do it. Um, it it's, the, there's all sorts of possibilities that could be going on here. The other thing that we have to consider, I mean, I'm just looking at these raw numbers. There's all sorts of possibilities going on here. It's just an indication something, something seems off and I don't know what it is. The other things that we need to think about with regards to cancer is we do know that viruses have been known to cause cancer or interfere with cancer. So we do wonder, or I wonder, to the extent that COVID can interfere with cancer in various ways. And we know the older age groups were very hard hit with COVID. Um, this is just something that we have to think about that uh, we had nursing home populations that were kind of captive, kind of captive in 2020. Uh, and it's kind of interesting in 2020, we didn't really see much of a change in cancer death rates, but then in 2021 and 2022, that's where we're seeing the increases. So these are things to think about, and that's just in general. Um, 
the issue with cancer deaths, of course, is cancer tends to be a slower moving cause of death compared to some of the other ones. So the ones that, of course, are more headline grabbing are the external causes of death, which tends to kill you very, very rapidly. I mentioned motor vehicle accident deaths, um, but and heart disease, some versions of heart disease, such as, you know, heart attacks, can kill you very rapidly. Cancer tends to be slower moving in how it can kill you. With regards to the Movember Foundation, um, you know, I'm very supportive of their goals. And while no, no, you know, they're not, it doesn't affect Stuart you know, my family directly, but I do have a son, maybe in the decades to come, it will affect his health. But, you know, just generally in the world, this is a cause I support. I know many men. (laughs) I love men. There you go. And it's a cause I support. I do have concern that some of the improvements in prostate cancer specifically, and then later uh, we'll talk about men's mental health issues because I'll have at least one more podcast episode with regards to men's mental health issues that uh, just, there are indications. It's just very, very bad in general. And the pandemic, of course, made it much worse Uh, prostate cancer is a concern, but, you know, I have very good hope that we'll be able to reverse the bad trend that we're seeing with regards to prostate cancer. This is something I think that can be attacked very productively, uh, and the Movember Foundation is supporting that. But the mental health issues, and of course, as I said, the mortality around that is going to be uh, more... Uh, more challenging to approach. So (laughs) one does what one can while one breathes. There is hope. So that's been Stump. Death and Taxes, go to the show notes because I'll be dropping the links to donate to Movember. Please donate and please share the links with your networks. Thank you. And I'll talk with y'all later.